Good evening, everyone. This is the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. Good evening. That sounded kind of ominous. Um, this is Nate Johnstone, and I've got Paul Anderson. And how do we know it's an evening? <laughs> I know it. I know it because it's dark. I don't know what time you're listening to it. That's, right. That's a good point. Could be good morning. Yes. Could be good afternoon. Anyway, my name is Paul. Nate was right. He called me what I am. <laughs> I try to call it as I see it. Yeah. And so we've just been talking off uh, mic here about this new series that we're starting tonight about marriage. Um, it's harder than we thought it was going to be. I agree with you. And I wish somebody had told me that, that it was going to be harder. <laughs> yes. Because then it would have gotten easier. Agreed. I, I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit. Okay. I had expectations based on what I'd experienced in my family of what she would do for me. And they seemed reasonable. So as I stepped into marriage and some of those things weren't happening, expectations, and I'll tell you this, they grow, they tend to grow out of one's strengths or what one has experienced as a strength. Hmm. And so I had certain areas of strength and I expected her to be more like me. And now I laugh at that because <laughs> I didn't want to marry somebody that, so they could be like me. Right. If opposites attract, I want somebody who's different. And Karen is really different. Mm -hmm. And how wonderful if I had been ready, but I had expectations of what she would do. And now I'm sad that I made things difficult for her. And I thank God many years later, I was willing to give up my expectations. So I say to young people when I counsel them, write down your expectations. Yeah. And then burn them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the same thing, Paul, when I talk to folks either before or after, shortly after they get married is expectations is one of the biggest problems. Yes. And the, the, the real problem is that at least in my experience with talking with folks and with my own marriage, you don't always know that you have the expectation. Yes. And so I know I had some expectations that I was not conscious of. We talked about um, the, the, the normal things, the common things. We talked about, you know, uh, gender roles, and we talked about how are we going to divvy up the, the things that have to be done in the family. We had talked about those kind of expectations but what I didn't realize and therefore we couldn't have talked about was that I had unknown expectations just in my own head sure about who was going to do what how that was going to happen and what would what it would be like and I found myself then you know a couple years into the marriage getting frustrated at things she would do or not do and not even realize that that's what I was getting frustrated at. Yes. And it took quite a while for me to sort of realize what was going on. Same. And to my shame, I don't like using the word shame because I don't have shame about it anymore. Um, but to my not credit, yes. <laughs> um, I blamed her for my feelings of frustration yeah. that were actually my own pro problem, like mm -hmm. my own fault. Mm -hmm. um, she had some of that as well. But I think she had less than I did of that 
that unfair expectation type yes. stuff that I didn't even realize. And I think that's true for me. I had I had more than Karen did. Yeah. Well, we have wonderful wives. So we do. Um, Praise the but, Lord. But I I had a number of these these things. And in our specific case, obviously everybody's different because every marriage is different. Sarah and I are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, we are more similar than the vast majority of couples that I know. Um, they say opposites attract, you know, and that is often the case. For us, it is. Yeah. And you'll have one person's strengths balanced by another person's strengths. And mm-hmm. that's often the way God does it. In our case, we have many of the same strengths and qualities. Hmm. Um, we're both highly capable and competent people. We're both leaders. We're both extroverts. Uh, there's, there's a lot of similarities about us. And so before we got together romantically, we used to joke that we were brothers and sisters who found each other somehow in college because we were so similar. Um, and then we fell in love and that got creepy. So we stopped talking about <laughs> being brother and sister. Um, but so we were very similar in a lot of ways and we knew there was a few differences, but just a few. And so I had some expectations that she was going to see things my way because she usually did. And she had the same expectation. And so then when we came across times where we disagreed, we were really confused. Wait a minute. What do you mean you disagree with me? We always agree on stuff because we see everything so similarly. How can you not agree with me. There must be something wrong with you. You must not be looking at it right. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of pride there. There's a lot of self there. There's not a lot of humility or dying to self there at all. Um, And so we we ran into a number of problems on that front. Now, I know with other folks, the issue is more the opposite, that they're so different that they have a real hard time seeing things from the same point of view at all. Mm-hmm. Like you're comparing apples and Papaya. baseballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're not even both food, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> apples and drawings of baseballs. Like they're not even both three-dimensional objects. So, and that is often the case. Um, and one of the things that I like to talk about with folks before marriage, preferably, but after too, is that we all have different personalities. Everybody knows that, right? Oh, she's a different personality. But personality tests aren't always the best way of actually solving any problems. Understanding the other person thinks differently is good. Um, I like to talk about it more from the point of view of motivation. And so I'm working on writing this up, but I think there's different types of motivations. And some of this I got from a book that I don't remember what it was. Um, There's thinking, doing, and feeling are kind of the primary motivations. These are the ways that you are. You don't, you weren't trained this way. This is just how you, how you respond to life in general. Some people feel a situation first and then they think about it much later and then they do something about it. Other people do something immediately followed by thinking about it. And then way at the bottom is feeling that's my wife. She does. She's a doer. She does first. Then she thinks just to make sure that was the right thing to do. But the thinking comes after. And then feeling is absolutely at the bottom. I am very similar. And we thought we were the same, but we're not quite. Because I think first, then I do. Mm -hmm. Very close together, though, still. 
thinking, I think immediately. I, I think something through immediately. And then I do very shortly after feeling still on the bottom. So we matched up pretty similarly there. But that little difference between, even though it was right at the top in terms of time, like the thinking and doing uh, makes a big difference. And I got really frustrated at her um, for simple things. For, for, and it's a lot of simple things in marriage. Isn't it? It sure it, is. It's so many simple things that just accumulate over time. And so we'd sit down to have dinner and she'd say, oh, can you grab me the salt? Sure. Oh, can you grab me a fork? Okay. Why didn't you grab a fork? Oh, can you grab me this? And I'd be up and down four times grabbing her something. And to me, that made no sense. Like, before you sit down, you figure out everything you need. Then you sit down. Like, that's how everyone does life, right? Well, no, as it turns out, that's not how everyone does life. That's how I did life. Because I think first. And so, um, because she's a doer, she has bruises on her shins all the time because she runs into furniture. And my daughter Kaylee is exactly the same as her mom. Um, and because she's already in the next room. In her brain, she's already there doing the thing she's about to go do. And so furniture gets in her way. She doesn't even notice it. She bumps into things. She spills stuff. She loses things. Because she doesn't, she'll, she'll set something down because she's about to do something else. And then it's like, where did I put that thing? You know? And so that led to a lot of frustration on my part until I realized that we're just wired differently. She's never going to think, quote unquote, the right way, which is how I viewed my way. Obviously, we all do that, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do things the right way? Well, once we both realized that we were different and there was a reason for that and that could be explained and that we could understand how each other works, she stopped being frustrated at me for not doing something quickly enough. And she would give me a little bit of time to think about things before saying, okay, we'll do it. Whereas she, when she brings, she still does this. Uh, we have a joke that the word so is the biggest word in our family because Sarah will come to me and say, so. <laughs> and what that means is it's followed by, I have been thinking about stuff for a really long time and I haven't clued you in on any of it. I've already come to all the conclusions. I'm about to brief you on it. <laughs> and I expect you to come to the same conclusion that I yes. did. And I'm like, okay, you got to give me a little bit more time than that. Um, but again, that could be the beginning of a fight every time. But fortunately, we've we've learned enough about each other and how we respond. Um, but that took time. Yes. But it's been really helpful to us to realize that we are different, and that's not bad. And the difference isn't just male and female. We're wired differently. We think differently. We operate differently. We approach the world differently. And that the way the other person does that isn't bad. It's just different. And the more we can understand how they respond, the more we understand them. So she now knows that after so, she can tell me stuff, but I need a little bit more time to think about it than an immediate decision, you know? Yeah. Because that's what she would like. She would like to brief me and have me immediately decide, preferably in her favor, right? <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, why don't you give me a little bit more time to yeah. think about that? Cool. Um, that's a great story. So how about you guys? What are some what are some of those surprise kind of differences or expectations that you found? If you want to share anything specific. Sure. I wish that someone had said to us something that I now say to couples, and that is it's going to be harder than you think. Marriage yeah. is hard and it just got easier. But I made the assumption because I didn't see my parents fight, 
I don't know if I ever saw one fight. Really? One. I don't think I ever did see one fight. Wow. If they did, it was in the bedroom and it was quiet because I never heard any shouting. Never mm. once. Never once did they shout at us. Right. Your dad wasn't a shouter. No, he wasn't a shouter. So Norwegian, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so I uh, I came in thinking this is going to be a piece of cake. Mm. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, a piece of wedding cake. It was definitely harder, and I had expectations, and they were not fulfilled. And ours are different from yours in that we were very different. We are very different. As Mm -hmm. you know, she's Japanese, Mm -hmm. and I'm an American. And she literally talks about Americans as those people. Right. (laughs) You know that. Yep. So uh, she is wired different. She operates with a calendar. I operate with a clock. If you ask me what time it is, I don't look. I don't have to look at the clock. I know. I know what time it is because I. I think that way. I operate that way. And she looks at the calendar. <laughs> she. She doesn't have a clock. <laughs> no, she doesn't need a clock because she's ready to give whatever time it takes. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I I am more, quote, disciplined. And uh, that... And is that how you saw it at first? Yes. And was that Absolutely. difficult? I was, I was better. Yeah. I hate to say it. No, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm a fool. And I thought that. I think everybody thinks that their way is right. Yeah. And the other person is either undisciplined or foolish or whatever. And now I love to say that, and it's a compliment of Karen. Yeah. Because I see her willingness, as you know, to give time to people. And she doesn't know how long she's taken. She doesn't know what time it is. She doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. And she will give whatever time it takes to get the job done. So I am very thankful and very proud of her and embarrassed that it took me so long to get there. I had to do what you had to do. I had to start learning how to die to myself. Mm -hmm. And when I began to do that, I got better at marriage. Agreed. Yeah, it's funny. We had a great premarital counselor, Gary Gilbertson, who is your best friend. So you have heard of him. Um, (laughs) And he he told us a lot of a lot of the things that I tell couples I got right from. I can believe that. I mean, he's just he still has just so much great stuff about it. Um, But one of the things he told us, and I've heard you say the same thing, like we were just talking about before we started tonight, but. Um, he said, the purpose of marriage is to kill you. Yeah. And here's these two <laughs> kids sitting on a couch in the college dorm lounge, meeting with Pastor Gary, holding hands because we're so infatuated and in love and all those things. And he's like, the purpose of marriage is to kill you. And we're like, what? <laughs> Staring and longingly into each other's eyes. What are you talking about? Not us. Not us. <laughs> That's not us. No, we're not going to be like that. No. Everything's going to go perfectly we're not for us. Hurt each other. We're because, gonna like each because other. Because we're so in love, and because we're awesome, and you know, yada yada yada. God wouldn't let it be hard. You know, <laughs> we had all these just foolish, and that's the thing. Love is blind. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's an that's a worldly saying that I think is very true. Mm-hmm. Love is blind, and that is both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Love allows you to choose to look past certain flaws and faults and shortcomings, and that's good. But love also misses a lot of things <laughs> that eventually catch up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were very blind to, to the difficulty that it was going to be. And so for, for us, most of our, because we took the tests, you know, that you take beforehand, prepare and rich or one of those, which are good. There's nothing wrong with those. And we scored really well. So we're like, see, we rock, you know, because we were both highly academic. And so we were very impressed with our own score <laughs> yeah. and proud of ourselves. And we're like, see, we're going to be awesome. And he's like, this means almost nothing. Marriage is supposed to kill you. You need to be prepared for that. And we're like, fortunately, we respected Pastor Gary enough to actually listen. Mm. And so we heard it. And we took it into our marriage, but I didn't really believe it. I didn't really believe that I would, that in order to have a good marriage, I would have to die. In order to have a very good marriage, I'd have to die all the time. I I will say I didn't believe that, at least not all the way. I would have said I believed it. Sure, yes, I'll do that for sure. I'll do that, yes. Um, but when the rubber meets the road, it's a lot harder to do that. Oh, my. Um, and your difference from mine is that I didn't hear it, and I wouldn't have believed it. Right. But you heard it, at least. Yeah, so I have no excuse. You moron. <laughs> exactly. I really have no excuse. Yeah. But I do think, Paul, that because I heard it, then when it started happening and we started having problems, I think I was able to recognize it more quickly. Sure. Because we were still, I'd say, three years in. I'd say we were three years in when those frustrations started building to a point where something had to happen. Wow, you got an early start. Three years um, is nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah. And, and part of it was, and I talked about this on Sunday at church, but I was in a, a very difficult pressure cooker season of life. Mm-hmm. I was in seminary. I was working 15 hours a day. She was in med school and doing stuff 80 hours a week or more. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see each other that much. So there was a lot of pressure Mm-hmm. on the time that we did spend together. And so if it didn't go as well as I wanted it to, sure. there was more pressure on it. And so I think that helped. But I think it helped in a good way because it, it, the pressure cooker pushed us to a point where it blew mm-hmm. and we had, we had it out. We didn't fight. We don't, I don't think, maybe once we've had like a yell at each other fight, maybe twice. Um, but we don't really do that. Um, but I was upset and I brought it to her as if this is your fault all this stuff mm-hmm. and I and she was hurt by that surprised and hurt she knew she knew it, there was stuff wrong you know women know that typically before we do mm-hmm. so she knew that but she wasn't expecting me to jump down her throat and be like this is all because you're not doing this stuff right and um that took longer to build back than it than me figuring out what the problem actually was, which was me. <laughs> that I was able to eventually see and fix and deal with, um, but it took a little more work to make it up to her. When you hurt your spouse emotionally, and I didn't mean to hurt her, so like I didn't do it on purpose, you know. Of course. But she was very hurt by not only what I said, which was incorrect, flat out. I didn't say it in a mean way, but I didn't, I didn't, I would say I didn't share it in a particularly loving way either. Mm-hmm. I said it in a fairly matter of fact, 
way, which was not the way to do it. It wasn't right. It wasn't loving. And she, she took it very well. You know, she didn't scream and throw things or anything, but, but it hurt her. And, um, that's something that then I had to not only apologize for and work to build that trust back, but I had to be careful then in the future to take extra care that when there was, when we had to have one of those state of the union addresses, um, that we did it in a better way. And that's something I'd like to talk about in a future week is how to, um, how to have those kind of talks conflict resolution sort of talks mm. because those could those can make or break a marriage really any relationship but especially a marriage i think you have to be very very careful about those but they have to happen you can't just avoid them minnesotans try mm. <laughs> many try to go through 20 years of their marriage without ever having a, a talk like that um, but it doesn't go well mm -hmm. uh, in my experience do you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap wrap up tonight well i'm proud of you because you learned it quicker than I did. And that's maybe because Gary shared it with you. I think so, yeah. And you got, you got to a ground level there. It took me longer. And part of it, I think, came by actually preaching it. I remember hmm. preaching at Israel's... Uh, wedding and I can tell more uh, at our next session what I preached him about and then I thought more about what I'd said to him and I had started to make the changes to accept more of my responsibilities and less of my rights which is expectations yeah you know? so uh, I'm thankful now that Karen knows that I died to myself and I wish I'd started out that way and thankful that I finally learned how to do it. And we've got a great marriage, as you do. I know you mm -hmm. have a great marriage. And I'm thankful that we do have a great marriage now. Thanks for sharing that. And, and just to be clear, when I said we started having these issues at three years, I don't mean that from that point until now we've had 17 perfect years. <laughs> that's not, no, no, that's not I, in any way um, what I'm trying to say. I understand. I just, I started to wake up sure. to the realities that this isn't going to be like I thought. This mm -hmm. wasn't going to be the perfect Hollywood storybook, everything is awesome, and that that thing wasn't even real. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of people have that going into marriage. I think so. And the first thing I recommend people do is you got to let that die. It was never even alive. It wasn't real. That's not true. It isn't true for every, anybody, no matter what they say. And the quicker you can let go of that weird expectation that things are going to be perfect and awesome, um, the sooner you can get down to work to make your marriage awesome. Yeah. Because I would say that Sarah and I have an awesome marriage, but I would also say that that has taken... 20 years of hard work mm -hmm. and it still does tonight we saw each other for 10 minutes and we won't see each other tomorrow at all and that's not always easy actually it's never easy mm -hmm. especially when you got three kids in the mix but that's our life and we've had to figure out how to make that work all right 
that's that's a good summary of what we just talked about. I like what what you said and how you said it. So, all right. Well, let's let's come back to this um, next time and continue talking about marriage. I think this is one of the things. The name of the podcast is Things Christians Want to Know, and Things Christians Want to Know is what we focus on here because of that, and that is one of the things people want to know. How can I make my marriage better? But they're often a little afraid to ask Mm -hmm. because does that imply that my marriage isn't good if I want to know how to make it better? Um, And so this is something that I think it's important for us to talk about. Yes. All right, see you next week. God bless. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.